0: From the City Market, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. You want to start off with? Uh,
1: let's talk about coffee. Okay, let's do that. Uh, right. Two
0: Douchebags and a Microphone.
1: I'm Mark. I'm Christopher. Welcome. We are back here at the city market this time. Yes, we are. Um, We're not naked this time. No.
0: They would not grant uh, grant us permission.
1: We did the one show here nude for skin cancer awareness, which worked out really well.
0: Yeah, it did. People Um, really enjoyed it. They thanked us for bringing up the awareness.
1: Yeah. And, you know, all the things that they came by and threw at us, most of them washed off, which was nice. Yeah, but I took that as applause. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, you care about us enough to... To the hawk shit at us, then
0: yeah,
1: we must be doing something okay. Yeah. Um, let's take a look here for the parking police, which are going to be coming no, by every two that's hours. That's what
0: I was doing. I thought I saw somebody walking by, yeah, So, yeah.
1: so let's uh, I'll keep track here and in a couple hours. We'll have to go move the car, but yeah, since we're down here at the city market and we're about to enjoy some coffee from the uh, the city market uh, coffee. What was it called? City Market Coffee Coffee House. Roasters. Yeah, City coffee Market House. Coffee Roasters. There's, yeah. Anyway, no They're endorsement deal or anything. We, we pay for our own coffee here, but yeah. we do like it.
0: We do like um,
1: it a lot. So anyway, since we're about to enjoy some coffee, I, I thought I'd, I'd talk about, there's a, a recent uh, study released by the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology. Now, this is the journal that's put out by the European uh, cardiologist's uh, Association or whatever, like we have, you know, American Medical Journal in this country and the American Medical Association. Well, this is the European version, etc. Um, their study showed that two to three cups of coffee a day leads to a longer life due to less cardiovascular stress and less chance of death from cardiovascular disease. Now, it's not going to keep that truck from mowing you down if you step out into the traffic or go the wrong way. But two or three cups of coffee is it takes stress off your heart and I, helps you live longer.
0: I think a lot of it is uh, how people feel mm-hmm. uh, when they drink coffee. Yeah, I know in the morning I'm like, oh, I got to wake up. As soon as I get my cup of coffee, all of a sudden I'm better. I'm like, oh, okay, everything's yeah. good now. Yeah. Now if I don't get that, I could see a little bit more stress.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure this this takes into account that this is as I said there's over a hundred active chemical compounds in coffee caffeine yeah. is just one of them um, there's also the the pleasure effect if you really enjoy drinking coffee that in itself relaxes your heart well, there's, and causes so, there's nice something threats. about and it, that's just, just as real
0: let's say you're back on your back patio and you're just sitting there sipping a cup of coffee there's something about it
1: yeah there really very is.
0: soothing calming yeah um.
1: so yeah I'm all on board with this uh, they actually they, they had a control group of course of people who didn't drink the coffee Mm -hmm. Um, But they tried three types of coffee. They had decaf, they had ground coffee, and then they had instant coffee. And actually all three had benefits to your heart. Wow. I I was surprised. So maybe
0: it is a chemical, too, besides just the way you feel
1: So they said the decaf would reduce your cardiovascular stress by about 14%. It's
0: pretty good. That is.
1: Ground coffee was nearly double that at 27%.
0: You see, that is in line with what exactly this is everything together. Yeah. Cumulative. Mm -hmm. Because this is chemical and also chemical to the brain.
1: And psychological. And psychological, yes. yeah. Now, get this instant coffee that was only 11%.
0: I believe that. I'm surprised
1: it was as high as 11%.
0: I thought it'd be about 3%. Yeah. Just because of the thought, people were, well, it's coffee. No, it isn't.
1: But, you know, instant has two things going against it one, it tastes like crap, and two, it's heavily processed.
0: Yes. uh, Yep.
1: So, of course, I'm always eager to drink more coffee. You know, Mm -hmm. any excuse to drink more coffee.
0: Well, I have to now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I They didn't see, they, they said the sweet, pot, sweet spot really is two to three cups. Less than that, you really don't get a lot of benefit. More than that, you don't see any appreciable additional benefit.
0: You see, we all fit in that category because our mugs are probably three cups to begin with. So yeah. So if you just have one cup, you're already there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm guessing they're using the standard of the 8-ounce cup, 8-fluid eight, eight ounce for the cup. And most of the mugs I have are closer to 20 or 24.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was yeah. saying is I'm pretty sure that they use the standard 8-ounce yeah. cups.
1: Actually, I've started going to smaller cups because it cools down too quickly in the great big ones. And then oh, every time you stick it in the microwave to reheat it, you're cooking your coffee a little more.
0: Well, and that's the whole idea of a pour-over. Yeah. is it's less temperature and you don't get the bitterness because yeah. it's less temperature. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm the same way. What I'll do is I'll take my huge mug and just yeah. put a little bit in it yeah. and go back and get a little bit more.
1: And that and that's that's really is a good way to do it cuz that it preheats your mug. You know, you get the coffee in it. I used to live in a house that had virtually no insulation and the cabinetry was right up against the wall,
0: oh. uh, the garage wall. Cold mugs.
1: Yeah. You take a mug out of the out of the cabinet, pour really hot coffee into it and just the mug would chill it down so much Is like yeah I gotta stick this in the microwave now <laughs> yeah but more things you can do to make your coffee experience enjoyable um and the the follow up I think they, on this coffee study they waited about 10 years to follow up on a lot of these people uh-huh. and they said quite a few of them had died in the meantime you know which you know people do you know, well, just because they took people of a lot of different ages, so yeah. some of them died of natural causes, some of them died in accident, whatever. But the ones that were still alive, they were able to uh, analyze their cardiovascular risk and health. And
0: yeah. Well, okay. Um, I also want to know what kind of coffee.
1: Now, it didn't get into what type of coffee it I was. I mean, is it
0: Folgers or is it like, a, for well, lack of see. a better term, Starbucks?
1: Well, let's see. This would be Europe. So, what would be the big coffee brands in Europe? That would be a, So, I know Starbucks is popular in Europe. Well, I've
0: been to Europe uh, several times. So, I'm going to say from what I know of, uh, like in the Mediterranean, uh-huh. that it's the same as here. Only they take it really seriously. They yeah. have coffee time at like 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so you if know that's something if i can get into, into a coffee a, house
1: a time of the day set aside just for coffee
0: mm-hmm. i like that um i believe it's about 2 p.m uh when it's coffee time over in europe and it's a
1: good time to get a little a little caffeine or kick.
0: Mediterranean. yeah so, so
1: and you know a lot of times it's it's not you know stopping for a, a boost of caffeine at like two in the afternoon that gets you it's it's stopping what you're doing for a while. You go in, you no sit down. No matter what you're going to do next, you, you know? sit down.
0: Coffee is served. Uh-huh. You drink it. You talk for a little bit, and then you go. It's
1: that's like it. a relaxing ritual. Mm-hmm. Coffee is a big part of it, but the whole thing is like a relaxing ritual. And
0: yes. that's all meditation is, really, it, in a nutshell. It's, a, it's the same thing to them it's as a meditation. relaxation ritual. Now I can say this about like the fancy coffees, my cousin. Had. Metaxa was over in uh, Italy. Yeah. And um, he goes into this uh, coffee house a barista type of coffee house, right? Mm-hmm. And he orders a cappuccino. guy brings it to him. He goes and he reaches for a fake sugar.
1: No. And the
0: barista smacked the he smacked that table so hard that it shook the table and he goes, "No. Ruin the coffee." <laughs> So my cousin went ahead and just drank it like it was yep. because the guy was not going to have it any other way. But that will give you an idea of how serious yeah. they are about their coffee.
1: That reminds me of the scene in the movie where a kid comes up to, and he reaches to play the piano and the adult slaps his hands away saying, "No, you wash your hands first before you touch this." Piano. Yes, it's just like And that. it's not because the piano is, you know, some antique or something. It's respecting the instrument like your uh, situation respecting the coffee.
0: Exactly. Well and I can tell you this too, you know, um my uh uncle and aunt, my uncle he's uh eighty eight or eighty nine. Uh-huh. My aunt she's well in her seventies. Uh my mom is uh eighty one going on eighty two here real soon. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they all drink instant.
1: Yeah this that kind of that era uh, yeah, was more of an instant. But I mean, coffee they're drinker. all
0: straight. They're all straight from Greece. Every one of them are straight from Greece. Uh-huh. Okay, I mean, they actually came there mm-hmm. to here or Canada. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is they grew up on this real heavy coffee industry. Yeah. And they still choose instant. But that may be more of an age thing. I don't know.
1: I'm starting. I'm thinking also of the. Um, people of their generation had much more of a, a mind towards frugality saving money especially yeah, european you're right
0: they don't see they yeah. don't want to buy that new thing starbucks because it's 4 dollars higher or yeah.
1: whatever now think about europe versus america starting in the 1930s you know, everybody goes under the great depression um, so everybody gets the psychological blow of, you know, crap, nobody has money and nobody has jobs. Yes. Then World War II cranks up, which drags most people, most people in the nation in the world out of the reset, out of the depression. Uh-huh. Then World War II ends, America starts to flourish. <coughs> That's true. Europe has been beat
0: to crap by World War II, so America's they took a lot longer to repair. And so America's flourishing, so they're like celebrating with good cups of coffee. Yeah. And they're over there going, oh shit, yeah. only have like uh, this little this little thing of coffee. You uh-huh. know, we got to make this last. So, yeah. America
1: in the 50s, we were buying giant Cadillac cars, moving to the suburbs, spending money on vacations. The American and,
0: dream just became apparent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In Europe, they're still crawling out of the destruction of 10 years of war, trying to rebuild. There's no money for anything. The monarchies, for the most part, have been demolished. The empires demolished. So people in Europe have much more a mindset of, do it the cheap way. Don't yeah, spend true. all that money on good coffee.
0: <laughs> <It's> very true. <laughs> so I
1: can see them being in the mind of, you know, instant coffee is cheaper, it's just as good, eh, good enough. Because there's better things to spend your money on.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not, uh, Meh, my idea, my t- yeah, uh, well, you know, and that makes a lot of sense, and I agree with that 100% because, uh, I mean, it is a luxury, good coffee is a luxury, and not everybody can afford it, yeah. You know, I talk to people all the time, they're like, you know, I'd love to go get a good cup of coffee, but I just can't really fit it in mm-hmm. budget wise, and so plus, I it takes that,
1: more time to make good coffee instant is like fast done okay now we on to the next thing in America it's like let's sit down and relax we don't have to rush let's all this leisure time yeah. It's it's a whole cultural idea too
0: yeah no that's true so, let's uh, see, so you have a bunch of stuff over there yeah. on your...
1: Something I heard recently, uh, this, this might have to go into the local part of our podcast uh-huh. unless we don't go on too long about it, but apparently the Northland here in Kansas City mm-hmm. has um, been having a lot of mail delivery problems. In a lot of neighborhoods, it's down to maybe two or three days a week they're getting their mail. Uh-huh. So now there is a, a national focus on the Northland. And oh, I did people are see coming in to do an that, audit, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I, uh, I've never been through an audit like that when I was when I was working for the Postal Service, but I heard about them. And from what I understand, they will pretty much open every box, turn over every stone, look in every room, closet, under every desk. They will be just basically doing a body cavity search on the Northland post office finding absolutely everything and sweeping it clean
0: I got a question Yeah do you think that that's going to parlay into the Southland too now No do you think it's just going to focus in up there This is going to there.
1: be a, going to be one and done up there because this is going to be really expensive But they are going to go through the Northland and they're going to they're going to find everything that's missing hiding delayed been stolen they're gonna they're gonna find it all some heads are gonna roll and then the Northland is gonna be you know squeaky clean cleaned up problem is they're still not gonna have the staffing and they're just gonna get behind again no um,
0: you
1: know so it, i mean in a way it's like yeah you need to do this but on the other hand you're spending a lot of money and you're not actually fixing the real problem which is there just aren't enough people that want to deliver the mail
0: and a lot of it is environment because it does pay pretty decent, especially for someone that maybe may not have a college degree or something to yeah. make a good, a good living doing it.
1: Yeah. Now, they do have different wage structures now. When you start out, you're getting down more around 17 an hour, which is a lot easier to find these days in other places. Plus the benefits don't kick in for a while, and then full benefits don't kick in for a while after that.
0: Well, you see, you can go to Target and start out at like twenty an hour. I think that was their story. And work inside. Yeah, (laughs) work inside and not have to. So, yeah. So why in the world do they have benefits and everything? So why in the world would someone go do that tough ass job when they can go like I don't know, kind of act like they're doing something Mm -hmm. half of the day and get away with it?
1: Yeah. You know, this staffing is going to continue to be a problem for the postal service, and the problem, the, the solution isn't to make people want to go be, you know, mail delivery people. The solution is change the job to something that people want to do. Yes. And if you can't, then time for the post office to go away and something to replace it.
0: Well, I think that's already happening. Yeah. Because already, no companies will like this Aussie shirt I have. Huh. They didn't want to send it regular mail, and I know why.
1: (laughs) Delays, 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 and the price hikes that are effective, like today or tomorrow. Yeah, because raising prices and telling you that they're decreasing service at the same time—that
0: is the worst business. Oh, there they are, right there.
1: There's the parking police. Okay, but you know, the, the thing to remember with the postal service is they're required by law to break even which means if they made a little excess money last year, they're required to uh, spend more or
0: charge less this year.
1: So then this year comes along and fuel goes up way high, and now the post office is losing money.
0: The post office is,
1: if they're breaking even, that's a surprise. If they're losing money, the public will accept that. If the post office is making money, the public says, God damn it, you're charging too much for stamps. You thieves, give me my money back. Yeah. So the post office is kind of set up, well, we're not supposed to do anything to break even. So if we're going to make an error, let's go ahead and lose money because people will like us more if we lose money rather than they think we're overcharging them. That's true. So the post office can't win. I mean, no matter what. Fuel prices go up, they're losing money. Wages go up, they're losing money. COVID hits, I mean... Yeah, they're they're kind of stuck. They're not like a regular business that can you know just change the way they do things. They have to go ask the board of governors. Can we change this rule? And the board of governors is run by like UPS and FedEx and all those other people. And they say mm, no because then you'd be too good. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The American People's Postal Service is being run and regulated by its biggest competitors. No wonder it's a sack of shit. Yeah. They want it to fail. They want it to fail. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Best thing you can say about the post office is it's not costing you any money to use it. All you have to do is buy a stamp, but you don't pay a monthly subscription. You don't have to buy into the service. You don't no, have to that's... pay fees or tips. It's like you don't want to use it. Doesn't cost you a penny. You no, know, that's a great. You want point to use to... it? it cost you only that much.
0: That is a great point. Yeah.
1: So, if you don't want it to be part of your life, it doesn't have to be.
0: It doesn't have to be. That's
1: right. Speaking of that, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. What has been your worst experience trying to cancel a subscription?
0: Let me think here.
1: Because you know they make that really difficult. They make that as difficult as possible to try to get you to hang on. Let me
0: think. Think, There's think.
1: some doozies out there.
0: The yeah, other is, and I'm trying yeah. to think, uh, Kansas City Star.
1: Yeah, that was a that's a really tough. Those one Those
0: motherfuckers will not, they will not take no for an answer.
1: Yeah, it's like they don't hear you when you say I don't want your paper anymore and I'm not paying for it.
0: Well, we have this other deal, and, yeah, then, just, and then they keep <laughs> they kept calling me. They still to this day call me every now and then periodically and I'll tell them to stop yeah okay and then let four months go by and then you'll have someone else call me mm-hmm. and I told them I said I don't like your paper I think it's full of shit and I don't want to read it and I said and I definitely don't want to pay for it
1: yep. so, yeah my opinion of the star is that paper should have been left a tree rather than turning it into exactly. paper to print that garbage if off. they meant
0: half of the shit they say it they wouldn't do it
1: yeah Okay, the star is a good one. Um, I, I mean, think my. I mean, they
0: make you go through like an uh, hour yeah. of explaining yourself for no reason. You shouldn't have to. You should say, I don't want it to stop.
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, you get to the point where you think, you know, why don't I just hang up? But then you think, well, they probably won't cancel my subscription. Exactly. No, that's Unless it, you stick never, all the way through to the end.
0: Because supposedly they got to go to the computer and do it.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's like... It takes like an act of God to get them over there to yeah. start hitting some keys to get you actually off of that paper. Yeah. And if you stop midway, they're gonna go. Well, we have that you had a call, but you never did complete it. Yeah.
1: You know, so now
0: you still owe us. Yeah. Yeah. I think my worst
1: subscription termination process was uh, Sirius XM.
0: Yeah, they're a bastard because oh, they, they keep cutting. The, they keep cutting it down, cutting it down, and mm. going. Back. Well, how would you just like have the channels for like three bucks a month or something?
1: That was the thing. Over and over. I I think they must have done it four times where they would say, they would change the channel lineup, reduce the cost slightly, and then say, how about now? And I would say again, no, nothing. I don't want to pay you a penny. If you're giving it to me for free and I never have to pay a penny, that's fine, but I'm not paying you a penny. Cut me off, turn me off, whatever. And then she'd go into the spiel for the next, you know, lower tier and this. And and, and I, I hung on, like you're saying, you don't know whether they've really canceled you until, unless you hang on to the end and they give you that confirmation. My
0: experience is, with SiriusXM also is, is they will not. Mm-hmm. Unless you actually make them go over to the keyboard and start doing it, they're, no, they consider it an incomplete call. Yeah.
1: Well, what uh, what I've just decided to do in the future if i get into a situation like that is just to tell them once I said you know this is my i know you're recording this call because it says so at the beginning this call is recorded for whatever purposes so
0: uh, they say for quality purposes yeah
1: and training purposes yeah, It will say so i know you're recording me here's me saying cancel my service i'm not paying another penny so do it now don't give me any more offers just go do it and then hang Ooh. up and then if they bill you next month, call back and say, I cold told you to cancel, and I know you recorded my call, so you go back there and get your recording of my call and look at it and then listen to it, and you'll see because I'm not paying these charges and yeah. I'm going to get my credit card to dispute it. And yeah. just hammer them like that. said, so I gave you a chance. I'm not going to hang on to the phone any longer than two minutes because that's all the time it should take. And if next month you charge me again, it'll be me and a law firm calling you along with... You know, my bank and, you know, on and on. Just just threaten the hell out of them, even if you can't deliver. Well, just the last threaten thing the they hell want out of them.
0: Is they, want atten- they don't want attention brought to the fact that it's a murder to, uh, um, to, to cancel because yes. that makes people not even want to try you. Yes, like, I, well, will,
1: I will never subscribe to Sirius XM again just because it's hell to try to get rid of them.
0: Yeah, and you don't want to have to go through that. No.
1: Another one that I've heard is just murder to get rid of, uh, I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but it was a, a club called Buckmasters by Jackie Bushman. It was a hunting club. Like a North American white-tailed deer kind of hunting. Club. I remember
0: the name, but I don't yeah. quite remember. He what had it
1: a TV called. show, and then he would he would say, "Oh, join up, and you get this magazine, and you get these, you know, stickers, and you get these, you know, tools and tips and things." But it was just it was just merchandise. Mm-hmm. I mean, all all joining did was they would send you shit constantly and try to get you to buy it. And apparently, from the people I talked to who had actually joined up. Bushmen or Buckmasters, they say it was just murder to try to get unsubscribed from all that. Because they would take your phone call and listen to you and then they just keep sending you stuff over and over and over. They eventually, I remember seeing actual court cases in federal court you know, Bush Buckmasters versus, you know, this whole class action, because they just keep sending stuff to people and then demanding they pay for it, and then wrecking their credit scores by sending collection agencies after them. And by that time, Jackie Bushman had sold the whole thing, and it was just, it was just like the, the biggest, most, almost legitimate scam running for a while. <laughs> wow. And every one I, of their suckers was a hunter. It's like you don't want to piss off a bunch of guys with guns. You, no, you kind of don't. <laughs> Usually doesn't work out well for anybody.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And then another one. I, okay. At first it was hell. Everybody knows that, that listened to pod, that has been listening to the podcast for a while. My battle with Hulu. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And basically, here's the deal was, is Hulu knew where I was, because uh, back when I used to go out of town for that old piece of crap, uh, place I used to work for, Yeah. Uh, I would go on Hulu, and it would say, well, it appears you're in another area, so let's say I was in Miami working, it would give me the Miami local stations. Yeah. Well, when I switched to 5G over the Air 5G, uh-huh. it kept telling me I wasn't at home, and I'm like. Well, I am at home, but if you think I'm down the road, that's fine. Just give me my fucking service. Yeah. Then I'd have to call in and take about 20 minutes because they would have to get with their uh, their technical support, which I couldn't hear, and it would take about 20 minutes to ter- determine that I was at home, and they had to switch the IP address or whatever. Yeah. And I'm and like I told them, I said, you know what? I said, you can tell when I'm out of town, so now you can tell I'm in Kansas City. So don't fucking worry where I'm at. It's me. So yeah. I ended up having to quit them because it started off being once a month, then it started being once every two weeks, once a week, then it started being every day.
1: Oh, it's just nuts.
0: now, Now, yeah, now Hulu...
1: I wouldn't even accept free TV if I had to call in every day like that, let alone no, pay uh, for that. Crap. I got rid of
0: them now. I got um, direct TV stream. Yeah. So, okay, here's the deal, though. Okay, it used to be hell to uh, quit Hulu mm-hmm. until I read up online yeah. how to do it. You go online uh-huh. and uh, you go to Hulu.com and you put in your uh, your account, you know, your email and, your and info, uh, yeah. password. And then it just has something underneath, like, the preferences or something or your account. I think it's under your account uh-huh. where it just says cancel. <coughs> and yeah. it takes about...
1: Hiding it in plain sight.
0: Yes, hiding it in yes. plain sight. So they're complying
1: I, with the law, saying you have to give an easy way to cancel it. So, well, okay, if they happen to notice it way over here in the corner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I found that out online because I was just browsing through some stuff, and it's like how to cancel a Hulu easy, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I need that because they've been fucking with me, and they just got done making me the, be on on the phone for 20 minutes, and then they, okay, you're you're at home, and you know, so. So I was yeah. like, "All right, that's it." So I just went online and I and I quit them just like that. Yeah. I think there's a way to do that with Sirius XM also.
1: Uh, probably so. Yeah. You know, I've I've seen uh, something I thought of years ago, and I've seen it used as a as a throwaway line in a TV show. It's like. Oh, we'll just cancel the credit card that you put the payment on, and then they can't get their money. Uh-huh, like that doesn't work. No, no,
0: because no. Because
1: they say, "Oh, you still owe it to us," and now this is going to collection agency. We'll be happy to go ahead and try to charge this dead card for the next year and a half. <laughs> Because yes. when they finally find you, you're going to owe a whole bunch more money.
0: Yeah, and they'll say, well, you never yeah. canceled. All you did was cancel your card, so you yeah. owe us this.
1: Yeah. So you may not be losing that money each month if you cancel the card, but they will still try to get it from you eventually. And
0: you may not pay it, but you're still going to have it against them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, then you just go get that experience Boost.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's how you do it. Yes. You notice but, they're starting to drop that now. I hardly ever see a mention of the Experian Boost anymore.
0: Well, they know they know what it is. I mean, you
1: know. Yeah, because now the lenders know that it doesn't mean anything, and the lenders won their court case that if you have Experian, you show them your boosted Experian score, they get to unboost it on That's the right. spot and then give you a loan based on your unboosted score. Yeah. So it really does use zero. It does nothing whatsoever, unless it's something you just like to brag to your friends about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. been a big, a big topic lately I've seen with a lot of people is uh, trying to remove gender in things that don't need gender. Like, an uh, example is a, a boy's bike and a girl's bike. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it just a bike? You yeah, know right. There doesn't need to be a girl's bike anymore.
0: Well, what I never understood was a boy's bike always had that bar that could rack you. Yeah. Why didn't they give you a girl's bike that couldn't rack you?
1: Yeah. Well, the the Bar across the top. The top was for structural integrity.
0: No, I know, but I mean, it. But it didn't yeah, make they should have. As a child,
1: they should have made it dip the way they did for a girl's bike, yeah. just so you didn't rack yourself. But yeah, suddenly, that was girly. Because everybody
0: growing up did that. Yeah. So they I guess the the, seat. Oh.
1: the message was it's manly to rack yourself on that piece of steel, you know but what? it's You're feminine right. to protect <laughs> your testicles.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: okay, I got it. And then you <laughs> see, like you know, Lady Bick. Uh, razors. Yeah, it's like shaving hair off of skin is kind of shaving hair off skin. You really don't need a different one. Well, for men or for women. They have
0: that. Ad, the advertisement show that it's like all soft and uh-huh. and They show you like a quilt and then someone laying. It. And I they mean, make you know, the product pink. Yeah.
1: A, you know, yeah. if you want to market it like you know this is for shaving legs, that's one thing. But you know, don't say this is for women. Okay, just say it's for legs. Yeah. From states either. for underarms. There's guys that shave their underarms, you know. But, but then I started thinking there are things that probably do need to be gender-specific. Specifically some insults. Yeah. Like, I feel comfortable calling somebody a son of a bitch. But would I call him, like, daughter of a dog? Because that's the other gender. It's not a son, it's a daughter. Instead of bitch, it would be dog. Because, you know, bitch is the female, dog is the male.
0: You see, I was doing for a while... But it just doesn't work,
1: you know? Daughter of a dog. eh. I was doing,
0: like, old-fashioned ones for a while, just to throw people off, like, oh, you're nothing but a two-bit scoundrel. Yeah. Uh, You see people's confusion on their face, like... What's two bits and what's a scoundrel? Yeah. And then it's like, just go look it up. Yeah. And they look it up and they're like, oh, you pretty much called me a fucking asshole, you know, or whatever.
1: Like, if if you called somebody a fanboy, I know what you mean. But if you called them a fangirl,
0: does that yeah, mean what the does same that thing? Mean? Does, that change the, does that change the meaning? Yeah. Or does that just mean it's a female that's the same thing, an Uber yeah. fan, whatever? It, it kind of needs to be
1: gender specific. It kind of needs to be fanboy to have yeah, the it correct does. meaning.
0: I agree, it does.
1: Yeah. So I guess as you're I'm say, girls can be fanboys too. How about
0: fan person?
1: Yeah, it just doesn't. No, it doesn't say have that. the same thing, does it? Yeah. I mean, I've gotten used to you know used to, they used to say fan chair... a young adult. No, yeah. I don't know. Fan, well, they used to say like chairman the kind of, of the board. Now they say chairperson of the board. I'm used to that. Or chair of the board or whatever. Fan but...
0: juvenile delinquent. I don't uh. know. Fan uh, adolescent.
1: Fan uh, homo sapien. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, here's Band another one. Fan that is one. still growing.
1: Here's another one. Uh, if you want to call somebody a motherfucker, mm-hmm. would it work just as well to call them parent fucker?
0: <laughs> we don't care which one it is. Yeah. It's just your fucking one of them. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's the, that's the main part. That's the main part of the insult is... You know, you're accusing somebody of having sex with a parent. I've got to find someone to
0: use that on now.
1: Yeah. fucker. <laughs> but if you don't want to be gender specific,
0: you just go, No, hey, you're a parent fucker. And then you can explain it. Go, look, I'm trying to do everything by the book now, you know, dotting my I's, crossing my T's. So whichever way you go, I want to make sure that I cover it. Yeah. So there you go.
1: <laughs> and, and really, if you wanted to... Do have a comeback at somebody and say "Yo, mama"? It wouldn't work as well to say "Yo, non-gender specific parental figure."
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, you
1: know, if you can't say "Yo, mama," then the moment is past. You you can't right. really do a gender-neutral and, and if version didn't get of that. And did with insult? your
0: mom, and she never really raised you, and maybe your aunt did or something. Yeah, you go, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, your birthing person. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. Uh, yeah, that's
1: a good point. Or you know, if somebody really hated their mom and you call them a the son of a the bitch, they're like, "Yeah, tell me about it."
0: Oh no, I've had <laughs> people do that before. Really. I agree with you. Yeah. And you know what she did? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Eh, I really don't want, to, don't really want to hear
1: it. but Yeah. That's one little side note. I saw a posting on Facebook the other day. It was. Uh, uh, like say something saying something nice about your dad, or you know what's what's one of the you know happy memories about your dad, or you know you know what's the song your dad used to sing to you, and to, And of course, I just passed it over, you know, because my dad was kind of a piece of shit, so <laughs> I don't have happy memories of my dad. And I, the first impulse was to post that there, say, hey, not all of us had great, you know, good fathers. Not everyone has any happy memories. But then I thought. Okay, I'm just going to pass by because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to go there and put a turd in their bowl of ice cream. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're not supposed yeah. to take a shit on their little whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: So instead, I come here on this podcast and I, I say, shit on "Hey, people! When you start posting all that touchy-feely stuff, remember, not everybody had a great childhood. Some of us got beaten. Some of us got abandoned. You know, some of us are really glad to get away from our parents." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah I'm sure everybody wants to live in the you know the leave it to beaver world where everyone's parents were great but it ain't the case
0: yeah And true.
1: when you run into one of those people don't make a big deal out of it.
0: Yeah yeah I guess so
1: yeah yep. anyway, my two cents
0: yeah, that's good. Uh, you want <laughs> to know the
1: history of the word twat I do that is such an interesting word. It is. I I can never tell. Is that one that you can say on TV, or you're not supposed to say on TV? I
0: don't know. Twat is that kind of gray. Area.
1: Yeah, I, I almost never hear that on TV.
0: No, I know, but I think you can say it.
1: Yeah, I know you say
0: twit. Yeah, which is really close to twat. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. about the only
1: one close to this is twit. Yeah, that's, but that's a more of a British insult. You
0: twit. Yeah,
1: it is. But and, uh, I think twat might be more British instead, too. Actually,
0: there is part of it. I didn't include it in this, but and that's because it is foreign. And uh, I'm just going by the American history of the word. Twat is actually like an imbecile in, in English, in Old English. It's oh, okay. It's like twit, only someone, you know, pronounced it twat, and it just went on like that.
1: So today you will twit, yesterday you twat.
0: Yeah, yeah, and evidently you can use either one in England, and it means the same thing, twin or twat. It has nothing to do with a vagina or vulva like over
1: here. Interesting, so leave it to Americans to make it, you know, something having to do with sex, when actually it was just a generic intelligence insult.
0: Exactly. So, the history of the word twat, it's a noun, the description of it's a noun, it's vulgar, and it means vulva. Okay,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty much what we thought, Yeah. and that's what it meant. So, twat was uh, uh, polarized in the mid-1800s completely by accident. The great English poet Robert Browning had read a uh, 1660 poem that referred, it, referred in a derogatory way to a nuts twat. So someone had wow. a poem that said nuts twat, and twat was part of, like, a, you know... Like part of the insult of the person. Okay. Brownie thought a twat must have been a kind of a hat.
1: Oh, okay, I can see that.
0: So he incorporated it in his own work. Yeah. So (laughs) someone was actually wearing a twat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Twat is an English language vulgarism, which means vulva or vagina, and is used figuratively as derogatory epithet towards a female, sometimes a male, but not often. Yeah. So I have heard it being used as a male, but mostly as a female. It's like, oh, she's a twat. Yeah. Well, I have heard some people go, oh, he's such a twat, you know. But yeah, not.
1: and it means a little something extra when yeah. you cross the gender that way, because if you call a woman a prick, you're really saying something. Yeah. You know, if you call a guy, hey, man, he's being a dick, you know, that's that's kind of usual. But we say, hey, that woman is being a real dick. You're like, oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. It means something more when you cross the gender line with your insult.
0: yeah. And, and the American Heritage Dictionary gives credit to an old English word, twa-hot, which is W-A, or T-W-A-H-T, twat. So, so that, yeah, that could It would be pronounced even... the same, but just, you know. Yeah. Which means a cut. A, a cut? A cut. But they hmm. use it as an insult now. Yeah. But the actual dictionary over huh. in England would call it a cut, and a you know. Yeah, so it's
1: interesting. I, I yeah. never would have guessed any of that um,
0: no, me origin
1: story. That's kind of cool, though. No,
0: that's why I went over that uh, over Sam Hain. We'll get to Sam Hain later. Yeah, um, wow. I've got the whole history on Sam Hain too. And, Sam uh, Hain. Yeah, and there's different variations of Sam Hain too. I think you know, mm-hmm. but there's different variations of it, which mean the same thing. Yeah. Uh, then there's like uh, other ones like son of Sam is supposed to mean the same thing yeah well then there's a couple other ones too but we'll get into that later right. I don't have it with me right now alright so uh, i got some odd questions
1: oh I love the odd questions I do too oh I love the odd questions I even put some weird questions for you yeah you do maybe I did let me look through oh I do I do some you know that. what go ahead I've been okay. doing it a long
0: time the floor right. is yours
1: this is, uh, it's not random on questions, but let's talk about dog breeds. Okay. And what kind of boss they would be. If, that's, if this dog breed was a boss, what kind of boss? Okay, I love that. So I'm just going to start off with, I kind of lumped all the herding dogs together, the Australian Shepherds, the Border Collies. Uh, those and those are the bosses that are gonna be micromanagers. The shell piece. The yeah. yeah. I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be in your business all day long telling you what to do next and exactly how to do it and, and micromanaging every step of your day and they're not gonna let you just do your work. Yeah. That's the kind of boss they would
0: be. <laughs> I agree with that.
1: Now a golden retriever, that's the kind of boss that's a pushover. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the boss you come up the last second. Oh man, I I really want to go to my niece's birthday party this afternoon. Can I get off early and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. No we'll problem. make it work." <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll be alright. We'll be okay here. You just go do it.
1: Not a single thought of how it's going to screw up the rest of the day. They just, no, you know, no, no, no. just, just push over going. do the we'll nice thing right now. Yeah. yeah. Bosses all like right. that usually don't last too long, but a golden retriever that's the kind of boss they would be.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you all. Ask this for stuff. a
1: day off and they'll lick your hand. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, cocker spaniel.
0: I'm going to say that they're scatterbrained. Yeah. And they have a low attention span. Yeah. And they're not a very good boss.
1: No, I, I would agree. What I had written down is the cocker spaniel as a boss would be a total dick, total ass kisser to his boss.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, this is coming from, you know, 30 years as being a mailman and being bitten by Cocker Spaniels, which oh, is one of the worst dogs out there. It is. You know, you got your Rottweilers and your Dobermans and your Pitbulls. I can handle them. I know how to deal with them. Cocker Spaniels, they're batshit crazy.
0: You know who else would be a real dick, too, and you may have this on there? A standard poodle. Oh, I've got poodle. Okay, we'll go to that later.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: But Cocker Spaniels, I agree with that 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anytime I came across a Cocker Spaniel loose on the route, it was a total dick. I mean, just absolute total dick. But then their owner would come out, oh, hi, oh, I, I love you, I love you. Get this piece <laughs> of shit away from me. <laughs> really. <laughs> All right, uh, St. Bernard.
0: Okay, I'm going to say St. Bernard's everybody's buddy, drinking buddy. It's the kind of boss that goes and has a beer with you afterwards and mm. puts his arm around you and goes, how you doing today, man? Yeah, 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 we, man, we're having a good day. Yeah, what do you, what you got going on this weekend?
1: I think we're I think we're on the same page here. I I had the St. Bernard is going to be the clueless boss that got his yes. job through friends or family.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah, he would be the Tommy boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. very good, yeah. yeah. St. Bernard is the Tommy boy of bosses. Yes, yep. I like that. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for the poodle. Now we're talking standard poodle, not the little mini one.
0: Standard poodle.
1: Standard poodle. I think
0: like they're complete cockheads. Assholes, arrogant, fucking snap at you, um, had a rough night the night before went out drinking, they don't feel good, and the first thing they do, you walk in, Wallace, come here! What? no oh, I need you to pick it up a little bit. You know, because, <laughs> not because I was going slow, but because they don't feel good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have a hangover, therefore your life will be yeah, held Yeah, you're today. a fucking,
0: yeah, you're going to pay for my hangover. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what I had
1: written down for the poodle is they're like the St. Bernard. They're clueless, but the poodle got the job by sleeping with somebody. Oh. Whereas the St. Bernard was somebody's buddy or somebody's, you know, in-law. The poodle got into oh, that poodle. job through sex. Okay, but they're still just as clueless and just as useless. Okay, but
0: they're also dicks too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people people who are clinging to a job they know they don't deserve usually are pretty paranoid and usually are yeah, pretty okay. vicious. Yeah. Okay. No, we're on,
0: We're pretty much on yeah. the same page with poodles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about a Chihuahua? <laughs> <laughs> Chihuahuas are very bossy and mean and manipulative and confront confrontational.
1: Yep. What I have is the Chihuahua is the really mean boss and will blame others for everything.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're on the same page. All right. And yeah. they're usually small in stature. They're uh, um, uh, what were the, what do they call that? Dominion. Dimin- Diminutive. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, pit bull. I think a pit bull comes on. Like a really mean person, but he's a pushover inside once you get to know him. I can see that. I can see him coming out and going, all right, guys, here's the deal. We're going to have to pick it up, and we're going to have to figure out some things, and we're going to have to get some things done. Yeah. And then later on, you get to know him, and he starts telling you about his daughters and his granddaughters, and yeah. And he starts showing you all these fucking pictures, and yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've got the, the pit bull is the kind of boss who's going to be tough and fair but he won't take one ounce of crap from anybody not one not one little bit so but if you step you over he, the line it, you think oh, he right. has a heart though yeah yeah but he's still got he's still got at work you got to be at work you know yeah. if you want to go hang out after work he's an okay guy but yeah. at work it's work I think he'd be the kind of guy that you know if you started acting like his buddy at work he'd suspend you for three days because he's tough and fair. You know, and he's just like, uh huh. <laughs> That's after work shit. I agree with that. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah.
1: It reminds me of, like, the pit bulls that, you know, I go up to deliver the mail, and they're like, you ain't coming in this yard, dude. But if they were out walking the neighborhood with their owner, they're like, hey, man, good to see you. You know, the dog is totally different. It's like, well, there you were trying to get in my yard, and of course I'm going to bite your ass. Out here, we're just walking, so, you know, hey, you're just another dude. <laughs> So I can see pit bulls kind of being that way.
0: Yeah, know. I could see that. Okay,
1: I'll, tell you, I'll tear your throat out, but only when it's you
0: know job related. Yeah, other <laughs> than that, I'll show you pictures of my grandkids. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right. Uh, a dachshund.
0: Wiener dog. I think that they're the type of dog uh, that they look busy all the time. And they're actually probably the hardest worker in the whole shop. Hmm. I hadn't thought
1: about that, but that does seem to kind of fit, that they're always, always busy, 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 busy. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I- like, let's say you work in a uh, clothing store, stitching and stuff.
1: That yeah. Dotson
0: works faster than you. Yeah. And then he has time to come over and check on your work, too, and answer questions. But in the meantime, he runs over there and throws out three or four more blouses while you're still working on one.
1: I can see that. I, I kind of went a different direction, though. And, um, I, well, I mean, I, this is
0: our own interpretation by animals that we've had yeah. some sort of interaction. My mom yeah. has a miniature dachshund, and that's her. Yeah. Always busy, always sniffing, always looking around. But go ahead.
1: What what I kind of see as a dachshund is they're they're kind of boss that acts tough, but they're really a coward. They fold. Yes. Just, they Actually, fold that so is quickly.
0: really accurate. Yeah. That's really accurate, yes.
1: It's all bluff and front, and all you have to do is, like, you know,
0: touch the balloon with the tip of the pin. If it's a little snake or a little animal, that Dodson is ferocious. Yeah. Now, if it's a big dog, that dog's like, so you're right. Okay, I could go with that very easily.
1: Yep. Now, here's one I kind of drew a blank on. It's pug. I've never had a pug, and I haven't really had much experience with pugs. Uh, about the most I know about a pug is from Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs>
0: a pug is demanding. Uh, it is used to be in the center of attention. A pug walks into a room and has this demeanor like, yeah, that's right, I'm the pug. So come over here and worship me like a you're supposed cocky, to. A very cocky,
1: self-assured boss. Yes. Okay.
0: And that is a pug. Pugs know they're Pugs pugs, no other pugs. Whenever there's another pug in the room, the other pugs are like, hey, hey, look, it's another one of us. Let's go say hi. Um, That's why they have pug parties.
1: I think because they're all from the same planet.
0: Yes, they are, from planet pug. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And pugs... uh, They're just
1: masquerading as dogs. They really are. No, they're really really, not from here. They're really
0: cats. (laughs) They really think they're cats, and they act like cats. So, yeah. Uh, but All right,
1: no. I'll definitely go along with that.
0: Yeah, I think that they're the... Uh, they, like, really are proud of everything that they do, and they know more, and just kind of a, kind of a dick boss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, here, how about this? The Doberman.
0: I think the Doberman is another one that, like, comes on mean, but actually is a pushover on the inside. Um, because every Doberman I've ever known will bark like they're going to tear your head off and then come up and lick your face off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was was an adobe on this one route I had that she would run to the gate and bark ferociously and put her paws up on the gate. Bark, 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 bark.
0: And act like she's going to rip her uh-huh. throat out.
1: And all I had to do was just pet her on the head and say, get down, get down, let me in. And, and she'd hop down, I'd open the gate, walk in, deliver the mail, and another dog would come running up with a ball and want to play. It's just, I learned that she that's how she greeted me, was acting like she wanted to front. rip my throat out.
0: Yeah, it's a front. Yeah. And that's why they make such good guard dogs. Yeah. Is they're like... And also, there's a difference in Dobies, too. There's a difference if their owner's there or if they're not.
1: Yeah. If they're not,
0: don't get near that place.
1: Yeah. There were some times when I could tell the people were home, and she'd greet me that way and put her paws up on the fence, and I'd say hi, and I'd pet her, and then she'd try to snap. Yeah. And it's like, okay, somebody's home, and I would just say, uh, don't do that. That's not nice and I'd scold her and she'd get down and she'd walk away. Yeah. Now if and they I'd were go gone, ahead and keep delivering.
0: All of a sudden they flip into protective mode and when yeah. they flip into protective mode that doesn't work.
1: Yeah. You know, they're like, No, 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 you don't
0: cross here. Yeah. So Well
1: for me it was as if the people were gone, she'd let me in. If her people oh. were home, she was like, "No, oh, so you're not getting past me." Yeah, okay. she was. Okay. It was like, you know, my people are here. I'm protecting them. Okay. So she didn't want to let me in when her people were home, and that's when I would tell her, I'd have to tell her to go lie down it, or it go away. It might very well
0: be like that because here's what I'm basing it on: a friend of mine was having me house set mm-hmm. his Dobie, and, uh, and then they had like a Rottweiler. This is quite a while ago. Yeah. So. Hey, I was like, yeah, just go in there, and uh, I forgot what her name was. It was like something like Kayla or some, some weird name for Adobe. Yeah. So I walk, I, I, I fucking opened up. That's right. Yesterday's technology, today. It's not radio, it's podcast. Hi there. This is Fuck from Two Fuck and a Recorder podcast. Two douchebags and a microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please, go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. I the key and walk in, and she just flips out coming at me like she was going to tear my face off. So I close the door <laughs> real quick, and I call him, and he goes, Oh shit, I forgot. He goes, We're not home. He th- he th- you know, she yeah. thinks you're an intruder. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's probably different in the house as opposed to in the yard.
0: Well, he had to come back because they were maybe actually on the road. Sides. He had to come yeah. back and actually sit down with me with the dog. Yeah, we, yeah. So that's where I got that from. But I guess it's how you it's how you train them, maybe. I don't know. Like,
1: yeah. So you would have, they will have defaults that you would have to train them out of. Like maybe the default is if my people are here, you can come in and. That's the way people I took here. it because
0: every time they came in yeah. there, the dog was fine, but then suddenly he was gone. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> if the people are home, the dog is like, all right, the people are going to tell me how to react, and they see their people, you know, not caring, that's and the exactly, dog is like, okay, they got that.
0: That's exactly why I took it. It's kind of like, hey, nobody's here, yeah. and you're here, so that means that so, it's So yeah, bad.
1: when the people aren't there, the dog has to decide, and he's like, just just stay away, just just stay out.
0: There. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, he what came I back had, and we got it solved. So just well, What ahead.
1: I had written down for the Doberman is is he's the kind of boss who's overwhelmed, but yeah. he won't ask anybody for help because he's see too that. too proud and he's just running around getting nothing done all day because he's not quite sure what to do, but he's not going to ask anybody for help. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I I, can I've had bosses like that. <laughs> they're kind so of fun to watch, you know. You watch them dig
1: their hole deeper and deeper, and you're like, "Dude, you're not getting out of this anytime soon." <laughs> you really aren't.
0: <laughs> you know, I could, I could totally see that.
1: All right, Rottweiler.
0: I think Rottweiler is a very gruff guy, hard to get to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think well, I'm deep right down there. inside, they're what?
1: I'm right there. That's, I have put unapproachable. Unapproachable. <laughs> They have a closed-door policy. Yes. <laughs> you hear the boss that's like, my door is always open. Well, a Rottweiler's kind of boss is like, my door's shut. And it's going to stay that way. They're
0: the kind of boss when you walk up, and go, it better not be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see you later, then.
1: <laughs> I'm not your mama, and I'm not your priest. Yes. Go away. Hey, as a matter of fact, I don't really
0: like you, so better make it brief.
1: That's the kind of boss a Rottweiler Okay, we're on, we're yeah. on the
0: same, yeah.
1: And my last one I have is the Jack Russell Terrier.
0: Oh, God. A Jack Russell Terrier is an incompetent (laughs) idiot that bumbles everything and drops shit. Like It's like, hey, this is very fragile, okay? This part goes in this machine over there. And then the first thing he does is he drops it and breaks it. Oh, oh, God, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) Okay, you?
1: I summed it up in two phrases. The Jack Russell Terrier is a boss, doesn't know your name won't be here tomorrow.
0: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Very cool. Of
1: course, he could also be one of those guys who got uh, his job by being somebody's relative or through sex, but I, I, but he's the one that's going to be gone tomorrow because he's just... Yeah, has no idea. No, no,
0: I think that that is... Uh, yeah, he got it through uh, being a family member. Yeah, and they had to give it to him because they gave the other jobs to other family members, but they were more qualified. They were the
1: ones to could actually do a job. You know, this yeah. is the guys like find a place to park him.
0: Yeah, they gave him like the most <laughs> meaningful one that they could. Yeah. that he's gonna fuck up less stuff. They're like, well, i give him the yeah, give him the uh, rubber grommet. Uh, division of our uh, company,
1: or have and, them sit out there in the in the guard shack checking people's ID when they come in. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: something, something for very minimal fuck up. Yes. So <laughs> anyhow, yeah, I think we're on page with most of them. Yeah. I think that some of them I took a little detour just because of personal experience, but I think yeah. mainly, like most dogs, you kind of feel the same way about them. Like a Jack Russell, you know, you know that they're. Are going to be goofy and fucking dumb, and yeah, because I mean, that's Jack Russell, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Jack Russell uh, probably forgets how to breathe sometimes and has to retrace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's better off being the water boy for your softball team than he is being anyone's boss. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
0: so, while we're on this subject of pets, how about some weird questions? Okay. How are dogs different than a cat as a pet?
1: Well, let's see, I would say a big difference is a dog wants your approval, whereas a cat wants you to serve him. Yeah. 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 It's been said that you know a dog is part of your family, but with a cat, you're just the cat's staff.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't own a cat. No, right? you're you're the
1: cat's personal assistant.
0: Yes, and they know this. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're on the same one. Yeah. What uh, music video could you watch without getting bored over and over? Oh.
1: You know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, uh... Stop. Damn, it's a Peter Gabriel music video. I can't remember which song it was for. Sledge? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, with all the weird imagery. Yeah.
0: Okay, I got something kind of like that, too, just because you won't get bored with it.
1: Yeah, there's so much to see and so much to look at, and there's the little David Lynch reference with the dancing chicken carcasses and stuff.
0: Okay, that's a very close. That's a very close second to me. Yeah. My first one would be Dire Straits' "Money for Nothing." Oh yeah, that's it's animated. So it just yeah. Yeah. And the guy with the the boss there with the, the cigar hanging out, uh-huh. and his eyes lit up when he yelled, and, uh-huh. and and then just everything you know that ain't working. You know that, that's the way you do it. <laughs> yep. It, it's just the whole thing. You um,
1: know, it's interesting to note that when that video came out animation technology was better than that they intentionally chose that blocky exactly. retro look
0: yeah they did the retro yeah. look and it was really cool
1: uh-huh. um, instead of trying to be cutting edge which would look like crap tomorrow they're like they we're went, just going to look cool they you went know? Flintstones <laughs> yeah
0: they went Flintstones when they had much better animation and I appreciate that yeah Until, still to this day I saw it online I don't know maybe half a year ago I watched the whole thing all the way through and I couldn't put it down I'm like this is fucking brilliant yeah so,
1: did you see uh, the last time you saw it was it the edited version? Because they take the F word out now. Of that one No, verse.
0: no, 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 no. This was the regular version. It's the regular I remember, version, okay. I remember going, What the hell? Like, I got dropping the F bomb. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, bleep talking it out about all the, over the place now. the derogatory word towards gay people. Yeah, Gay bleep Yeah. Yeah that F word. Yeah. And they did They did use it on the one online, but mm-hmm. then again, that's online, nobody has to really do anything, because yeah. there's nobody really, you know. But, um, I think 101 The Fox even played the one with the F. Yeah.
1: Of course, then you've also got the Pink Floyd song, Money, where he says bullshit very clearly oh, in yeah. the song, and nobody well, really cares. Well, how about,
0: um, Who Are You?
1: Yeah, Who the Fuck Are You? Yeah, and that's uh-huh. plain
0: as day. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um... And then uh, the extreme song, Get the Funk Out. Mm -hmm. The backup vocals are pretty much most of the time saying, Get the Fuck Out. Yes. you know When my band did it live, we would all say, Get the Fuck Out. Everybody knows that it
0: says, Get the Fuck Out, but it was never edited properly. Yeah,
1: and the bar owner couldn't get mad because the title of the song is, Get the Funk Out. We could say, Well, that's what
0: we were saying, man. Uh, I'm sorry if you heard
1: it wrong. ugly, (laughs) Ugly Kid Joe,
0: I Hate Everything About You. Yeah. Um, he says it so quick. He goes, you know, I, I don't know where everything goes or where everything goes or something like. That. Oh was, yeah, the fucking little bitch already kissed her. We're talking about his sister, he says it so quick that they don't hear it, but it's in there. He goes, yeah, fucking little bitch already kissed her. And then he goes, yeah.
1: On. If you read the lyrics, the lyrics are forget the little.
0: No, but it's fucking. Yeah.
1: Bitch. Yeah. Or or, we did that song live too. His band Weatherhead, I was in, and the singer would he would say fuck the little bitch. I already kissed her. Well,
0: it's just like... Uh, Which like, is
1: kind of what the singer was doing, but you you leave yourself a plausible the, deniability there. Yeah, the
0: intro to Family Guy is supposed to say, where Stewie at the very end, he goes mm-hmm. makes us laugh and cry. Mm-hmm. He says, fucking cry. If you listen to it very carefully... But if you read the caption, it says laughing cry.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen a number of times where the closed captioning sanitizes what's actually being said. No,
0: he says fucking cry. Listen to it really carefully because I rewound it a few times and said... He's saying fucky. But, I mean, on that show, anyone watching that show doesn't yeah. give a shit. I mean, you know.
1: Well, I do know that when Dire Straits does Money for Nothing in, in uh, Live, mm-hmm. or Mark Knopfler anyway, since he's. Mark the, Knopfler. He's the guy anymore. That
0: they used to be the name that you prank people with. Yeah. Yeah, what's your name? Mark Knopfler? <laughs> From Dire Straits? Cool. He does but, most no, of He hates uh, like, What's he had that Knopfler, Knopfler? He changes Knopfler. the word
1: now when he does the song live. Um, oh, yeah. Instead of. I, I think he says monkey. monkey. The little monkey with the earring and the makeup.
0: Yeah, yeah, he doesn't say it. That the little monkey's airplane. got yeah.
1: his own jet airplane. So mm-hmm. I think that's what he says.
0: Yeah, and I love the way he goes, look at that moment. She's going to stand in the camera, camera lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, the way he says Is like, he's like... Uh,
1: he was really good at channeling the, yeah. like the old grump TV repair guy who has no idea what these weird kids on MTV are doing. And, and, and
0: I love the premise, that ain't working. Uh-uh. And <laughs> Money it's like, for nothing and your jigs for yeah, free. And then someone comes up and that's the way you do it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> They wrote it as the guy that was pissed off about it. And yeah, like, and those then those having Sting in the
1: background chanting,
0: I want my MTV, over and over and over. Yeah, and over. He does was just money for nothing. The
1: whole, the whole song and video and everything was all about rampant, flagrant commercialism. Beginning. And it was The so, long form is yeah. the Sting singing,
0: I want my, I want my, you know. Yeah,
1: he does the soft yeah. intro of the yeah. I want my MTV. And the good
0: thing about that is, is everyone knew it was Sting. He had such a distinct yeah. voice. People was like, isn't that Sting? And I uh-huh. was like, yeah, that's Sting. Yeah. So they didn't even have to credit him. Everybody no, knew. No, everybody just knew it was him. It's like uh,
1: Mick Jagger in uh, Carly Simon's You're So Vain. Oh, yeah. You know, he's singing backup. And the song
0: wasn't even about him.
1: It's Yeah, it's more about Warren Beatty and, and one Geffin, other guy. David supposedly. Yeah. Uh, and, the, the,
0: the then straight David Geffen yeah. was dating women.
1: But when you listen to the song and you hear the backing vocal, and you're just like, "That's that's Mick Jagger. That is so obviously Mick oh, yeah, Jagger yeah, yeah. singing the
0: They did that as a rip because everybody but, said it was Mick Jagger they were talking about. It. Yeah, was talking so about that,
1: I think that was kind of yeah. a joke. It's like, "Yeah, well, let's just get him." Was to it sing it the two backing years tracks. ago
0: when she released a song that says, uh, "David Geffen." In, 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 in it was about
1: two years ago. Yeah, because yeah. I remember an article about it saying that it was it was. Uh, it was David Geffen. Geffen before he came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, and she put it very subtly in the background vocals, but I don't think it was in the first one. Yeah, it was in the re-release one, and I understand what she did. Number one, she wanted everyone to know who she was talking about. Finally, number two, it sold a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Is
1: Geffen still alive? I don't remember if he's still alive or not. You know what? I don't know. Even if he is, I don't think he would care at this point. No, it's not fuck like, no, man. I mean, no. you know,
0: he's been. Uh, he came out long time ago. Early
1: 90s, at, at yeah. least.
0: Yeah, I don't think he gives a shit. So
1: I remember, uh, uh there was a... I don't think a, he
0: even ever commented on it, actually. He's just like, yeah, okay, whatever.
1: There was uh, a band <clears throat> that lived on one of my routes. And, uh, the whole band lived together in the same house.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and, the, uh, I, I would talk with the drummer occasionally, and he would get a drumming magazine. So, you know, I knew he and I would have something in common and he said that their their band had been scouted by somebody from uh, Geffen's record label, mm-hmm. and they were well along the process to getting signed. And he's
0: seventy nine years old, David Geffen, okay. and he's still alive. And he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you would never guess he was the uh, <laughs> he was the, the guy, premier piece of meat or whatever it yeah. was. So anyway, they were all
1: they were they were well into the process of signing with uh, the Geffen the then Geffen, Geffen Record label and David I remember in Geffen In the
0: 80s when they relaunched Geffen Records they Yeah had man they signed Guns N Roses and White Snake Yeah and that they both albums sold just like fucking,
1: and that's why this band was so excited about us. Like you know, look at the other bands; that are going to be on the record label with us. Uh huh. And you know, this is going to be great for us. And then, but then David Geffen decided, eh, I'm done with rock and roll. I want to make yeah. movies now. I and know, they and cut it. way back on their music uh, side of the it. And is, this band was one of the ones that they he just decided to drop. Yeah. yeah, and we're not doing that so much anymore. Go on.
0: Yeah, that sucks, too, because yeah. he really kind of reinvented it. I mean, he came out with these different bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and then another thing that he was, that he started in on grunge before he quit, and then he abandoned that, too.
1: Yeah. it's it, He he gave the impression, one of those guys, that he wanted to do it to see if he could do it. Yes. And once he realized, okay, I can do it and be successful, so it's not fun anymore, what's next?
0: Oh, shit, I would like to see how much he made in the little time he did rock
1: and that is actually the smarter way to do it. Get in, make all your money up front, and yeah. then pass it off to somebody well, you else. Well, you don't
0: want a record company now.
1: No, no. And you don't want an aging act, musical act, no. that you're managing or responsible for. No, the only for. way to
0: do it now is like what the way Ozzy does it is. is mm-hmm. you know, He buys the, uh, the kickoff uh, to this season at the NFL. Mm-hmm. He buys the rights to be there. But he didn't buy the rights to be on NBC. Yeah. He put that on the internet. Well, this is shit, not Ozzy. Yeah. So, everyone knows that Ozzy's there. And they get the, like, three seconds of it. Okay? Uh-huh. And then everybody goes to the internet and watches it instead of watching... Uh, the football the, game and yeah. the
1: halftime show. Yeah. And and realistically, if, if he'd done the mm-hmm. whole halftime show there, the people watching the, the football game wouldn't have cared. First of all, he, he can't it, do he over two right songs. Way.
0: He's still recovering, and yeah. I don't know how bad the Parkinson's is and all that. He may not be able, They say he's working on touring again and mm. getting in enough shape, but he couldn't do over two songs anyhow, so it wasn't really a halftime show per se. Right. It was two songs, and it was his new song, and then he went to the crazy train with Zach Wild, and Zach Wild is about the only guy. That I know that can play Crazy Train like Randy did so many years ago Mm -hmm. and maybe even played a little bit better
1: oh my god Zach has probably played it more times than Randy Rhodes did oh I'm sure I'm
0: certain yeah Uh, and not only that but Zach Wild is such a phenomenal guitarist I've seen that guy and the stuff he does is just phenomenal Mm. the different rhythms he can do with inside the rhythms yeah (laughs) fucking yeah, yeah, so anyhow. that's someone
1: who's constantly thinking about what he's playing in his craft and isn't always satisfied. It's like, eh, good enough.
0: To me, he's a modern day, 2020 Eddie Van Halen. Some of the stuff that he does, but the thing is, is it's not like it was back then where everyone's imitating him. Right, and There's I don't know if anyone could really imitate him.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's when Van Halen came there. out, it was it was like a big rock hit a small pond. Yeah. And now you can be as groundbreaking as Eddie was for his time but there are a lot more rocks being dropped into the pond it's e- yeah. it's not as easy to get noticed
0: and I need to clarify this too not the black label society go to douchebagsandmicrophone.net you're the one the stop for everything baggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Where they go. Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh. I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.